that's me taking a good, long, deep breath. Because holy cow, was that heart-wrenching down the stretch. But you win. Or you, you're you in. And say so you win, you're in. You draw 3-3 against the LA Galaxy on the road to wrap up the regular season. And it's enough to not only get you into the playoffs, but it's enough to solidify the five seed, which is huge, which means you go to Portland for the playoffs. What's up? My name is Jeremy Rushing. This is Post Loons following that 3-3 draw at LA Galaxy to wrap up the regular season for Minnesota United. Thank you so much for tuning into the stream. If you could hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment or question in the chat if you could as well. Also, if you're watching on the Twitter machine, make sure you uh, like and retweet. It looks like I'm having some connection issues, guys, so I apologize. Obviously, terrible timing for that being that this is uh, a really, really gearing up to be a really, really entertaining episode with hopefully a lot of interaction. So hopefully the uh, connection here in the basement can uh, can maintain and we can get through this here. Uh, but Christopher Alphaby is going to set the tone here with the chats. Yeah, that's the feeling. I don't know if it's necessarily like a woo. It's more like a woo, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, we made it in. Thank goodness we made it in because things got really sketchy there at the end. A 90 fifth minute goal for RSL to beat Sporting Kansas City which means if LA Galaxy had found a goal there at the end Minnesota would have been knocked out of the playoffs but the Galaxy can't and it's actually them who get knocked out of the playoffs um Christopher says RSL made that way better seeing the Galaxy fall yes it is nice seeing the Galaxy miss the playoffs for the fourth time in in five years uh, but that RSL goal also made it uh, very, very sketchy down the stretch for Minnesota United too. Should they have conceded uh, in the last few minutes there, they definitely would not have made the playoffs. We'd have, be having a whole different conversation right now on post loons. But Minnesota United were able to hold off. They were able to weather the storm at the end. You get the draw and you get into the playoffs. And that is what we're going to talk about tonight on post loons. Thanks to our good friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. I'll tell you more about them in just a little bit. Thank you so much for everybody tuning in, tuning into the stream right now. Really do appreciate it. And without further ado, let's get in to our three things. And as I am giving you my three things, go ahead and drop your things, your one thing, your two thing, your three things, um, and just your overall takeaways and thoughts on the match tonight. I'll respond to those after I'm done with mine. But thing number one, you're in. You are in. That's That's really all that matters at the end of the day. Was it a struggle? Yes. You played really well in stretches of this match. You also played very, very uh, concerningly uh, conservative in portions of this match, especially early on in the second half. But you did the job. You got four points in this last week, and it was enough to get you into the playoffs. And into the playoffs with, uh, I wouldn't call it a favorable seed because you're going on the road, but playing Portland is so much different than playing Kansas City, Seattle, or Colorado. Those three teams have been on an absolutely next have been absolutely next level in the Western Conference this season. You do not want to go on the road and play either one of those three teams. So solidifying the five seeds specifically is huge because they're going to Portland. It's a team you haven't lost to the last seven times you played them. It's a team you've beaten twice this year. It, you should be very, very confident. Go, I am hugely confident going in to this first round playoff match in Portland. But the overarching theme, you're in the playoffs. That's where you're at. 
And that is really all that matters, despite it being such a struggle down the stretch. My second thing, you're peaking offensively at the absolute perfect time. We've heard Adrian Heath say it. He's been very, very frustrated about the lack of time he's been able to get from his front four together on the pitch. Franco Fragapane, Emmanuel Reynoso, Robin Lud, and Adrian Unu. Those guys, this is only their seventh time, seventh start together on the pitch. And you can see that that time together, the more they've gotten that over the last few weeks, just the better they become every single time out as a unit, right? They were excellent tonight. Those first two goals were really just excellent goals, and we'll get to them in just a little bit. But it just shows you that this front four is absolutely cooking right now, and it could not come at a more perfect time as you head into the playoffs. To me, Portland is ripe for the picking. And if you put the quality offensive performance you put together tonight and tighten things up defensively and in the goalkeeping, I think uh, there's no reason to not believe that you're going to come out of Portland with a win and moving on in the playoffs. That's where I'm at. My third thing, kind of speaking of the goalkeeping issues, it has been a goalkeeping roller coaster over the last uh, week or two for Tyler Miller. Uh, I called, I, I said this on Twitter during the match. I said, this is the best worst game I've seen Tyler Miller play. And it was true. He had some head scratching moments, not cutting off a cross in the box that led to an LA galaxy goal. Um, not, you know, the, the indecision has been very, very apparent with him. Hesitation has really, really cost him big time over the last couple of weeks when, you know, over the course of the season, over the larger course of the season, he has been so good for Minnesota. I mean, statistically having the best season of any goalkeeper Minnesota United's had, that includes Vito Minone. But he's having, had some, some issues over the last couple of weeks. That is concerning heading into the playoffs. The offense has been doing great. The front four has been fantastic. But it's been the goalkeeping that has been a little, uh, gone a little astray. For Minnesota United. They've been blessed with good goalkeeping, you know, since 2019. Vito Minone, Dane St. Clair, Tyler Miller. But we have seen the wheels start to loosen up a little bit there over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully with this two-week break heading into the playoffs, again, I don't know the exact date. I don't even know if that's been determined yet in terms of when Minnesota United and Portland are going to play. Hopefully we can uh do whatever whatever needs to happen to get Tyler Miller back to you know full full form, full head in it, that needs to be done over the next couple of weeks because there really is no room for error in the playoffs. I'm confident with Minnesota he- heading into Portland, but if uh, if things don't tighten up from a goalkeeping standpoint, um, you know, it, it, could, it could go the opposite direction. So those are my three things. Feel free to drop your three things in the chat as we move on or just your overall takeaways, your thoughts, um, your, your overall just feelings. After, after that, uh, I mean, my palms were a little bit sweaty there at the end. My heart rate kicked up a, a lot after John Strong just in the middle of, of the play just comes up and says, "Oh my gosh, RSL has scored!" My heart rate just went up like two hundred percent at that moment. I'm sure everybody else's did too, because he was talking in the context that, "Oh, LA Galaxy, as it stands, are out of the playoffs." But I was doing the math in my head. I'm like, "Wait a second. If the Galaxy get a goal here, Minnesota United's out. And he ended up saying that a few minutes later. 
it, it was not the way you want it to end in terms of it coming that close and being that close and, and you know, LA having those chances down the stretch, but you got it done. You got the job done. That's all that really matters. But oh my goodness, was it uh was it sketchy down the stretch there? All right. As you guys are dropping those questions and comments into the chat, I'm gonna go ahead and get into the game notes here. But actually, before I do that, uh, need to shout out our good friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. They've been good supporters of us all season long. Cannot thank them enough for being the title sponsors here on Post Loons. If you haven't bought some of their Galazzo coffee blend with uh, other good friends of the podcast, Dogwood Coffee, uh, definitely go check that out. This is some good stuff. I have some. I've been drinking it for a week. I actually need to uh, gear up and get another batch because I'm about to run out of what I have. It's that damn good. Uh, so go check that out. Follow them on Twitter at Ninth Street MPLS. The link in bio is where you go there to get yourself some Galazzo coffee from Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Uh, but if you want to play some pickup soccer, Ninth Street is the prime place to do that uh, in and around the Twin Cities. They're located in Northeast Minneapolis, 801 South Ninth Street, Minneapolis. Uh, pickup soccer is available no matter your age. $5 for one pickup session, or you can get an unlimited membership for $35. Bucks. So you can, you know, Pay a $35 monthly membership and play as much pickup as you want over at Ninth Street. They also have 40 plus and women's only pickup available as well. And you can also book the field for yourself. You can book a half a field. You can book a whole field. If you got a team that you want to get in there and get some indoor soccer time, if you just have a group of people uh, and you want to get together and you want to make sure you have that field to yourself, you can book fields, but they are going fast, man. The weather is going to turn this week. You're going to see it. We had a Great weekend, an amazing weekend. Got my Christmas lights up, got all the leaves raked, got all that done because I knew that this week the snow is coming, the cold's coming, it's happening. Winter is coming, guys. Uh, and uh, you're not gonna be able to go out and comfortably play outside, um, you know, every single weekend like we have been. So that indoor soccer space is going to be uh, even more and more of a premium than it already is. So if you want to book a field over at Night Street Soccer and Coffee, I suggest you do it like now. Uh, so go to NinthStreetMPLS.com, follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ninth Street MPLS, Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee, great friends uh, and great supporters of Post Loons. Can't thank them enough for their support of us. All right, let's get into the game notes here and really just some high-level game notes um, as, we, uh, as we move forward. 25th minute is where we're going to start, and that is when Minnesota United got on the board uh, as they hit a counterattack, they had numbers. Met Nair with a perfectly timed pass to Unu, who was breaking behind the uh, the LA defense there. He slots it home, but initially this was called offside. But the the very first replay that they showed, it was obvious that Unu was onside. And it was right away. There was no doubt about it. It was one of those. It needs to be clear and obvious. It was clear and obvious. They went to VAR. They correctly overturned the call, gave the goal, and Minnesota United is out in front, which is so crucial. When Minnesota United gets out in front early, I mean, this is no, you know, we're not, we're not, you know, breaking any major news here that when a team gets out early, that's good for their, uh, their prospects of winning the match. But for Minnesota United, it's been especially important. If they're able to get out on the front foot and get out early in the first half hour, the points have been there for them and uh, the results have been there for them. Um, so really, really good goal to just spring in a counter, really good pass, really good finish from who knew. I mean, just kind of reiterating one of my things that I had at the beginning of this, that this front four is really, really cooking right now. And Adrian Anu is definitely a part of that. 
Uh, 32nd minutes, uh, Cabral receives a pass in the box and pipes it up, or pipes it up, pops it up for the volley. Uh, he gets a really good strike on the ball, but Miller's there to cover the near post with a great outstretched one, you know, one-handed save. That's the good from Tyler Miller. We'll get to the bad in just a little bit, but he showed uh, he showed a few really, really good moments tonight as well. Uh, 35th minute goal for Minnesota United to put them up 2-0. Following a Reynoso corner, Boxall tries to, bicycle, tries to basically bicycle one toward goal. It deflects right to Robin Lud, who puts away the bunny and doubles the Loons' lead. And we're off to the races here, right? I mean, good vibes, good feelings. I mean, all you need is a draw if you're Minnesota United to get in. So being up 2-0, that buffer is there. And you start to relax. But I think Minnesota United started to relax on the field too. And they, you can't do this. You can't give up those late second half stoppage time or late first half stoppage time, first half goals, because those are huge momentum changers. And that came for the Galaxy. As LA uh, was on the attack this time, uh, the ball was sent across the box. Miller couldn't cut it off. Um, it was shown that one of the players was in an offside position who touched the ball, actually. So it should have been called offside. That may have been what pulled Miller out of position. But at least to Sebastian Legette on the other end, putting it away to give the Galaxy some life there, just heading into halftime. And 2-1 is your scoreline at the half. And then, like I said, late first half goals are momentum changers, but so are early second half goals. Like the final five, 10 minutes of the first half and the first five, 10 minutes of the second half, if you concede in either one of those, it's not great. But if you concede in both, you might be in trouble. Uh, 51st. It's uh, Chicharito inside the box from Erojo. Uh, wow. I know his name. I don't know why I was unable to say it. Erojo there. Uh, can't give him any, can't give Chicharito a space that close to goal. And he puts it away. We're level 2 2. And all of a sudden, you kind of feel the wheels start to come off a little bit. And uh, the anxiety really kicks up a notch. Uh, 54th minute, near disaster for the Loons, almost giving up a third as Gasper and Miller collide. I don't know why Tyler Miller is going for the It's Chase Gasper's all the way. This is, It's not like this was deep in the box. This was right at the top of the 18. Both guys are going after this long ball. It's, it's Gasper's, but Miller tries to come out and punch it. Gasper and Miller collide, and fortunately, the Galaxy are unable to take advantage of this loose ball and wide-open net inside the box, and that's all thanks to big-time clutch defending from Michael Boxall getting in front, kind of holding up the play, allowing Miller to recover and get back into goal as well. Um, so all credit to Boxall there to keeping uh, keeping things level there. Uh, Cabral in the 58th minute tries to cross over the head of Miller, but the goalkeeper is able to just get up and just get a fingertip on it, and that was enough. It did fall to uh, Ravelosan for uh, the Galaxy on the other end, but that fingertip on it, just gave Miller enough time to recover. It, it kind of changed the trajectory of the ball a little bit, so it wasn't exactly a clear shot on goal. And he was able to kind of recover, save the uh, shot from Revolution there on the other end. So you stay level there. And then in the 61st, you are gift-wrapped the lead as an own goal from the Galaxy after a good counterattack from the Loons. Unu finds the ball at his feet deep in the box and tries a centering cross, deflects off the head of Orojo, and in the back of the nets, Minnesota leads. 14 minutes later, though, LA pulls even again. And this is where we officially reached kind of absolute chaos in this match. I tweeted after this, like, MLS is drunk was in full effect here. Uh, crossover Miller's head. 
He and uh, it gets centered by Chicharito or gets centered to Chicharito, I should say. Uh, his first shot is deflected, and after the deflection, he's actually calling for a handball. He actually made a gesture, and as he's doing that, the ball comes right back towards him. I mean, he's so good, he can just kind of change his focus like that, and he does, puts the ball in the back of the net, and that's where we hit a 3 3. Uh, three three tie at that point that levels the match at three three but you're still okay if you're minnesota united you're still in the five spot the way the results were going you could lose and still make the playoffs um and we will get to how that changed in just a minute 77th loons right right back on the offensive uh metonair finds a wide open dotson at the top of the 18 but the shots denied minnesota keeps possession and reynoso tries his luck and a deflection puts it out for a corner um 87th minute fragapane deep in the box with the ball he tries tries a shot to the far corner of the goal but it hits off an elbow of an la galaxy defender referee blows for a handball and a penalty for the loons and for the life of me i do not know i'm screaming at the tv guys i do not know why emmanuel reynoso is not taking this pk i do not know why franco for i no no discredit to Fragapani. He has, you know, he's fully capable of a penalty kick. But you see what, how confident Reynoso is at the spot. You see, you know, with the Paneka, like the type of quality he can bring you. And he's, unlike a lot of loons, he has had experience at the spot this season. So you're going to put a guy, Franco Fragapani, who has not taken a penalty kick since coming over to the States out there in that kind of spot to solidify your playoff positioning. That's, that's not a great decision. I don't know who made that decision. If it was Heath, if it was Reynoso giving it up, it was Fragapane saying, no, I want this. It, it should have been Reynoso 157.999%, but it's Fragapane and his PK. You probably guess it goes off the outside of the post and the match remains level. And then Things go absolutely sideways when John Strong, just in the middle of calling the match, just breaks in and says, RSL has scored. And all of a sudden, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it because the hair stood up on the back of my neck. Because I'm thinking, oh no. And John Strong's talking about how that affects the galaxy and how that, you know, with this scoreline 3-3, with that RSL goal, they are in and LA's out. But doing the math and looking at the table, that also means with six minutes six minutes of stoppage time, if the Galaxy find a goal, Minnesota's out. So now all of a sudden, you're a conceded goal away from missing out on the playoffs. And that's why that PK decision is so baffling to me because literally your playoff hopes could have hung in the balance on that penalty kick. And you don't put your best PK taker at the spot? I don't understand that. But anyways, that's where things got absolutely crazy. Because as this is happening, as we find out that Minnesota United, if they give up a goal, they're done. LA is just all out attack, right? Because they need to score to, to, to get into the playoffs. So they don't score, they're done. So they're all out attack, full on desperation mode, loons fully on the back foot. And there were three or four good chances for LA that Tyler Miller needed to come up with saves in order to save Minnesota United season. Luckily he did. And luckily the final whistle blew and it was three, three and Minnesota United is going to the playoffs. 
but oh my goodness, things got far more nerve wracking than they needed to, in my opinion, there at the end. But that's what happens. That's what that's what decision day brings you when you don't necessarily do your job to make sure that decision day doesn't impact your playoff standing. That's the type of thing that can uh, that can make give us give us the feeling that we felt over those last six minutes. Just absolute white knuckle stuff right there. Uh, Sarge is in the chat. He says no Texas team, no California team. Crazy. Yes. Um, all, it was almost no Canadian team either, uh, but Vancouver was able to uh, level up with uh, Portland, not Portland, with uh, Seattle. So Vancouver will be going to the playoffs as well. Congratulations to them. And uh, Sarge also says, regardless of a handball, Fragapani needs to keep playing and not stop until the call is made. There were a couple times where Minnesota United stopped playing in the run of play uh, over this match, and it could have cost them. Luckily, it didn't. Uh, luckily, it's Minnesota United 3, LA Galaxy 3, and Minnesota United's going to the playoffs in the five spot, which is as good as you could possibly ask for. Because you are not, you weren't going to host a playoff game. The, four, the top four had already been solidified in terms of who's making the top four. So the best you could ask for is the five spot. You get the draw. You get the five spot. All is well that ends well. But obviously it was a very, very nerve-wracking road to that. Uh, I'm going to stick around for a few more minutes, guys, or I'm going to stick around as long as the questions and comments keep flooding in. So if you're on Twitter right now and you want to leave a question or comment, you're going to have to do that over on our YouTube channel. So just get out of Twitter, go to YouTube, look up Post Loons, look up 10,000 pitches. You'll find us there. Drop your question or comment in the chat there. Um, if you're watching on Twitter, give us a like and a retweet. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, you know, obviously drop your questions and comments in the chat, but also give us a thumbs up on the stream as well. I, I can't thank you guys enough for sticking with me all season long. You know, there have been, there have been a lot of times where I've been doing this solo and I've been solely focusing or, or relying on the, the chat and the comments and the questions that we're getting on the stream here. Um, and I really, really appreciate that interaction. So, um, you know, if you guys have any more questions or comments or takeaways, hot takes, you know, playoff predictions, feel free to drop those in the chat. I'll be happy to respond to those. It's going to be either the 20th, the 21st, or the 23rd for Minnesota United. Um, maybe you guys can help me out in the chat if, if we've gotten a, any sort of schedule yet in terms of when Minnesota United is going to play uh, because it's going to be at Portland. We know that, but it's whether it's Saturday, Sunday, or Tuesday of the, of, uh, of not this coming week weekend, but the weekend after. Um, hopefully it's not Saturday, the 20th, because I am in a wedding that day. So it could be the 21st. It could be the 23rd. I don't care. It's not the 20th, please. Minnesota, not the 20th, please. Portland, not the 20th. Um, I would like to watch Minnesota United in the playoffs if I could, but yeah, that's, what's on tap guys. And that is, uh, you know, we're fortunate to have a team going to the playoffs for three, for a third straight year. That is a really good accomplishment. I think for Minnesota United, but this roster is constructed to do more. The five spot in the grand scheme of things, not that disappointing. You start out 0-4, you're the first team, I think, in 22 years to make the playoffs after starting with four losses, starting 0-4. That's history. That's good. That's a good recovery. You've played well in stretches this year. You've also played concerningly inconsistently bad in a lot of stretches this year. So who is the team we're going to see in Portland in two weeks? 
I'm I'm leaning towards the good because of the way this front four is playing together. And you get Ozzy Alonso back, and you have your full healthy eleven, presumably. Let's all just kind of get in the prayer circle right now and hope that nobody picks up anything in the next two weeks in training. Because if you are going to beat Portland, if you're going to move in further into the playoffs, you have to be at full strength. You have to be at full health. I have said this on the show for two months now. There is one scenario where Minnesota United and I, Minnesota United have full potential to make a deep run and even maybe win the whole damn thing. But in order to do that, they have to be fully healthy. They do not have the quality and depth to withstand any injuries at this point. They don't. So you need to be fully healthy. So whatever you have to do to make sure you're taking the field in Portland with a fully healthy starting 11 and Ethan Finley and Hassani Dotson, also healthy. Those are the two guys, 13 guys. You just need 13 guys healthy. You need the starting 11, Finley, and Dotson. Everybody else, sorry. Fernando Adi, I know you're getting playing time. I get it. But you're not necessarily needed at this juncture. Those are the 13 guys who are needed. If they're healthy, Minnesota United have a damn good shot. If they're not, it's not such a damn good shot anymore all right guys if there are no more questions or comments that will do it for post loons thank you so much for tuning in all season thank you so much to ninth street soccer and coffee and oh yes we will be back for more 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 post loons when the playoffs hit two weeks away i was i almost said two weeks from today i hope it's two weeks from today i hope it's the 21st it's either going to be saturday the 20th sunday the 21st or tuesday the 23rd and yes there is going to be a second round MLS playoff match on Thanksgiving day. So there's a chance Minnesota United could play on Thanksgiving day as well. But until then guys, thank you so much. Really appreciate all the support. I I can't thank you enough for sticking with me all season long. This has been so much fun and obviously will continue to be even more fun as we move into the playoffs. My name is Jeremy Rushing. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy G Rushing. 10,000 Pitches podcast drops every Friday. Look that up wherever you get your podcasts. Also the same feed. You can find the podcast version of Post Loons. You can follow 10,000 Pitches on Twitter at 10K Pitches. Really appreciate it again, guys. Thank you so much. Go Loons as we head into the playoffs. And we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye.